0: back for our Cash Medi podcast tonight. We're going to be changing up a few things. I'm going to be talking some NFL. We're going to get some previews going around. I finished the AFC East, so I'm going to do an AFC East preview. We're going to go over some wins and losses or over under on wins and losses. What I think, you know, gambling wise, if I have an edge on anything. So let's start with the. Buffalo Bills, who are coming off a 13-3 season, they got a win total of 10 And you got to remember this year that there's 17 games. I'm going to lean a little bit on the over on them. I think they're really good offensively, and that starts with their quarterback, Josh Allen. The NFL uh, pundits and national media, the Colin Cowherd types, all said that Josh Allen was going to be a bust because I don't think a lot of those guys do their homework, you know? I mean, they remind me a lot of myself, you know, in high school and grammar school that just at the last minute would just, yeah, 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 and for the test. Try to get a C minus and, you know, just get your parents off of your back. And at least you didn't fail or get a D in the class. But I think that's how they look at it because I guarantee most of those guys didn't study Josh Allen at Wyoming. I did. I thought he was going to be really good. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I've been wrong plenty of times, but I got that one right. Um, he is a marquee quarterback, uh, probably a top five quarterback. Last year he threw for 4,554 yards, 37 touchdown passes, and only 10 interceptions. And then he also can help you in the running game where he had 421 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Now, this is when you're this is your chance as a Buffalo Bills fan. This is your chance to hit and go far. They went to the AFC Championship game last year. They look like they could be an AFC title contender this year again, you know, because you're not paying Josh Allen right now. Once he gets his contract, you're not gonna have as good of a roster. So you gotta you gotta kinda hit right now. Their offensive line's really good. It wasn't good like two years ago. I was like, dude, Josh Allen's running for his life. I mean, it's shit. He's got no receivers, running for his life, doesn't have a running game. He had a good defense. He got to the playoffs that year, his second year in the NFL. But I was like, if you can fix that offensive line, you know, give him one receiver, he's going to be really good. Well, Deion Dawkins is really developed. You got Cody Ford. He's developed. Mitch Morris is an elder guy. And John Feliciano, you know, solid guys. And Darren Williams. I mean, they have a, it's nothing great, but it's a pretty good offensive line. And then you add in the fact that Josh Allen can scramble and make plays on the run. You're not going to get killed against teams that have good pass rushes. Uh, the receiving court, you know, was god-awful two years ago. They traded a lot to get Stephon Diggs, but that was a huge trade for them. Stephon Diggs is, a, is just a badass for them. Let's see what his numbers were last year. He had 127 catches. 1535 yards, eight touchdowns over 12 yards a catch. I mean, he 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 gives you that number one receiver, he gives you that deep threat. He could take a, you know, five-yard little hook, take it to the barn. You got Cole Beasley can take the underneath good possession receiver. Last year he had 82 catches, 967 yards. For 11.8-yard average, four touchdowns. And then you got Gabriel Davis. I believe they got him in the fifth, maybe the sixth round. He was a really good receiver from them. Rookie last year. Um, Athlon Books fucked up here. I mean, he had 35 catches. I don't know how many yards because it says only 59. That's completely wrong. For a 17-yard average and seven touchdowns. So they have three really good receivers. Get Emmanuel Sanders. Give him another veteran presence. I don't think there's much left the tank for Emmanuel Sanders, but he got a nice receiving core, got a really good offensive line. The running backs are just eh, for me. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Zach Moss has got some talent. He can break some tackles. Neither one of them is going to really, you know, take a 60-yard touchdown. Both of them averaged over four yards of carry. Singletary 4.4, Moss 4.3, but they just, I don't know. I I think to take that, to take the next step offensively, they need a running back to help them out. But, uh, I mean, they're going to score some points. I mean, what did they score last year? Let me see. They scored 31.3 points a game last year, which was ranked number two. I believe they'll still be a top five offense. Usually teams take a step back. But I think Josh Allen's got the arrow pointing up. I don't think he's going to get worse. I think he's only going to get better. And as as long as Stephon Diggs... You know, stays healthy. He's a little small. As long as he stays healthy, the other receivers can play their role. N- neither one of those guys, you know, is going to be a number one or anything like that. But you got to have digs in there. If he stays healthy, those running backs, both of them, kind of get hurt here and there because they're small. But you know, just just get us a couple yards just to keep the defense honest. Uh, the way Allen can throw the deep ball. Dawson Knox, I thought he was going to have a breakout year last year. He kind of didn't. You're still kind of waiting for that breakout season from him, but he's still a solid tight end. Um, They're going to be great offensively. I I expect another top five season out of them offensively. Now, they have been making the playoffs the last couple years. Let me see. Hold up one sec. They have made the playoffs – three of the last four years. They made it in 2017, 2019, and 2020. Sean McDermott, the head coach, defensive-minded head coach, is a really good head coach, in my opinion. Um, He's going to play, he wants to play defense. He wants to, you know, keep the game close. But he realizes he has... A unique quarterback in Josh Allen. He knows he can score explosive plays with his arm. I mean, he's got one of the best arms shit that we've seen ever. And he can throw on the run. He can make plays, extend plays. You're going to try to score some points. The defensive line, remember him, Sean McDermott, when he was at Carolina, always had a good defensive line running that 4-3 and always had depth. The defensive line starters are okay, in my opinion. Jerry Hughes is a little bit older. Starla Tule is still pretty good. Ed Oliver was a top 10 pick. He's going into his third season. If you could have a breakout season from him, that would be huge. Mario Addison, I mean, he still gives you somewhat of a pass rush. Then you got A.J. Espineza they got in the second round. I thought that was a really good pick. You got Vernon Butler. He was a first-round pick in Carolina. He brings him back over, you know, for Sean McDermott. Harrison Phillips, and then they got Greg Rousseau, a first rounder this year from the U. And um, so they got a lot of depth there. I mean, you got a first rounder that's going to be a backup. Um, they also got in the second round Boogie Basham from Wake Forest. So they got a lot of depth on that defensive line. Sean McDermott is going to, you know, emphasize getting defensive linemen. And they only play two linebackers. They got one of the best linebackers in football. Travian Edmonds, he was a first-rounder a couple of years ago out of Virginia Tech. Matt Milano, is another linebacker. I believe they paid him pretty good money. Um, secondary's pretty good. Trivius White's one of the best corners. Levi Wallace is on the rise. Uh, Jordan Porter, one of the best safeties. Micah Hyde, he's okay. Um, but, I mean, they could give up some points defensively. You know, against the, the elite offenses, like like Kansas City. Kansas City's going to score some uh, a shitload of points on them. You know, the real good offenses, you know, the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers plays, teams like that will score a lot of points. But the rest of the league ain't, ain't going to put up enough points, I think, against the Bills. And I think the Bills can put up points against anyone, any defense. So I lean over, which I usually don't on teams, I lean over on the bills ten and a half. let's see if we got anything on the schedule betting wise we have one game circled, and that is they play okay here's the reason why I got it circled. They play at Jacksonville, at the Jets in back to back weeks, then they play at home and then they play on a short week at New Orleans, so they play three or four games on the road, and one of and the last one being on a short week. I lean to bet against the Bills November 25th at New Orleans. When any team is playing three or four on the road, I usually circle that game as just a lean, but that's a strong lean because it's going to be on a short week because I think you're going to be a little gassed on that game as far as the draft goes. I like uh, Gregory saying, I mean, when, where they got him. He's a boomer bust type of pick, but they got him late in the first round. Anything in the top 20, I thought was going to be a huge reach. They got him real late in the first round. Uh, you're talking about a 6'6", 266-pound defensive end. Um, he was really good as a like pass rushing inside. So like in college, they, they used him a lot of times inside. When he was a redshirt freshman, he led the nation in sacks. That was really the only year he really played. I mean, he played a little bit. No, that's the only year he played at Miami. Um, last year he didn't play because of COVID, so he was considered a redshirt sophomore in his third year, and then he left for the draft. Um, he's got some tools. He's He's got a lot of work. to. I, I don't expect shit from him this year. The rest of the draft doesn't look like anything interesting i like boogie basham from wake forest he's he's got some pass rushing skills too i saw a lot of him you know being a miami hurricanes in the acc all right we go to the dolphins dolphins over under is at 9 um, this whole team this whole organization going the next few years is is going to be all on tua i thought i thought they made a I shouldn't say like a huge mistake because I I didn't think Justin Herbert, I I had mixed feelings on Justin Herbert. I put a lot of money on Oregon that year that Herbert came out. I put $50. I mean, which isn't that much money, but I put $50 at 10 to one odds that uh, Oregon would make the college football playoffs. And so I watched every game, every minute, you know, as much as I could. And there were so many games where I was like, Herbert just It was like frustrating. It was like, dude, you got to be a little bit better. You, if you're going to be a top five, top ten pick, you should elevate the players around you. My brother, his wife is from Oregon, so he's a big Oregon fan, and he was like, "Well, the receivers suck." And I was like, "Yeah, I know the receivers suck, but if you're an NFL quarterback and a top ten pick in college, you should make those receivers better." So I was kind of iffy on him, and you know, some guys on Charger Twitter, you know, that I respect and. You know our project fans too. They were, they were like, well, "What do you think if the Chargers drafted Herbert?" They were because they respected my opinion on, you know, studying quarterbacks and studying NFL prospects. And I was like, he was just such a hard read for me. I was like, dude, he's he's big, he's physical, he's got the arm, he can run. I mean, he's got some Josh Allen in him. It's not as much herky jerky like Boomer Bust. Like he's more under control. But I mean, he doesn't have to. The zip on it as much. I mean, he does, but not like the zing on it like uh, Allen, but seemed like it was more in control. And I was like, I was like, yeah, nah, because I was like, part of me thinks the guy's going to be really good. And then part of me thinks that he's not just because he, he missed so many throws. But the reason why I thought he was going to be good in one way was because I thought the coaching staff sucked. And now, after watching him last year, and if I was building a roster for the next 10 years, I'd take Mahomes one and I would debate over Justin Herbert and Josh Allen at two. I'd probably take Josh Allen just because he's a little more proven, but I would debate taking Herbert. Um, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback and I think the, the Dolphins fucked up by not taking him. Now, I can't sit here and say, hey, I said you should have taken him, but I would not have, I probably wouldn't have taken Tua because he's small. And if he's not gonna run, he's not gonna be as effective as like he was in college. I mean, you're talking about in college, he was he was another guy that was very hard to evaluate because when he threw deep, the guys were always wide open. He didn't throw that deep as much as you would think. Like he had Smith, he would Devontae Smith, who was as good as a college receiver as we've ever seen last year, right? He had him, he had um rugs. <laughs> as fast as receiver. You had Jalen Waddell, as fast and explosive as receiver. And then he had um, Jerry Judy. He had four receivers that are first-rounders. Not only first-rounders, all of them were top, I believe, top 15 picks. I don't think any of them were... Uh, yeah, I believe all four of them were top 15 picks. That was the four guys he was throwing to. You're talking about a, a first-round running back. You're talking about... I don't know. I, I think three or four first-round r- offense alignment. I mean... Ken Dorsey thinks, like, fuck, dude. You had a fucking loaded-ass roster. So it was very hard to evaluate Tua. And the thing I always said with Tua is, if he doesn't run in the NFL, he's not going to be effective or he's not going to be worth the pick. And to me, if he runs, he's going to get hurt and because he's too small and he's already had injury problems. He's not, you know, big physical like Cam Newton. He's not big physical like Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's not physical, but he's big. Justin Herbert's big. Like those guys aren't weighing fucking, you know, whatever Tua is. I, I barely, I, I bet Tua's not even weighing, you know, 205 pounds. Those guys are big 220, 230 pounds. And Cam Newton's probably, I don't even know what he is. But if he's not going to run, then he's pretty much toast because he doesn't throw the ball deep, effective, and maybe you could say, well, they didn't have good receivers last year. And, and I'll probably, I'll agree with you there because Devontae Parker is a good receiver, but he's always hurt. They add Will Fuller who goes deep and then you drafted Jalen Waddle with the sixth pick. Now I would have taken Sewell there, but Waddle, Waddle to me is Tyreek Hill. So if he ends up being Tyreek Hill, like I think he can be, as long as he stays healthy, you know, he had the ankle injury in college, um, I mean, he's as explosive as a football player as I've ever seen. I mean, you're talking a quick slant. He'll take it to the house. You throw it deep. I mean, the safeties are going to have to play off. You're not going to see eight men in the box because those safeties are going to have to be way off, especially to guard Fuller and Waddle. Now, Fuller always gets hurt, but Waddle will be in there. Um, and then Parker's a big physical receiver, so they they have a really nice receiving core. And Preston Williams is you know, pretty big and physical. The offensive line, to me, is just okay. Austin Jackson's pretty good. You know, Robert Hunt's pretty good as a guard. But you got D.J. Fluker as your right tackle right now. Um, Leon Eschermenberg from Notre Dame is a rookie. I think they got him. Let me see. They got him in the second round. Maybe he starts. But I don't know. I I, would have taken Sewell, put him at left tackle, would have put Jackson, I believe, who played right tackle in college i would have put him at right tackle and i would have gone from there at least you could protect now they i i think they drafted a great player so you can't really complain too much there now that's how the offense is the running game should be better this year because like i said you got two of the best deep threats probably in the nfl in waddle and fuller i can't really you know tyree kill at least two of the top five like those safeties have to play back like i said um, so that's going to help your running game. Plus, Tua can run. That helps your running game. Um, Mike Zazeski is an overrated tight end. He doesn't block worth a damn. Um, I mean, he's okay as a receiving tight end. Miles Jenkins, he's just another guy. Malcolm Brown, they're two running backs. I mean, those are just guys. They might have decent numbers this year because of Waddle and Fuller, but that's the only reason. Defensively, they're okay. They're nothing great. Um, Defensive line, I like Christian Wilkins. He's a good inside defensive lineman. And then they drafted Jalen Phillips from the U. And I think he's going to be, he's the best pass rusher in the draft. Now, the only problem with him is he had multiple concussions in college. He had concussions at UCLA. They told UCLA told him he probably shouldn't play anymore. He transfers to Miami. He has a tremendous season. I think three, four games into the year, I was like, holy shit, we got a fucking stud at Miami. I was like, I hope he doesn't leave. Like two or three more games after that, I was like, oh, he's gone. And I figured, oh, he's going to be a top 10 pick. And then I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize he had so many concussions at UCLA. And then I read up on him, and I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, any team that takes him, you know, if you if you could get pretty good defensive, you know, rookie of the year odds on him, I would take that gamble if you could get 15, 15 or better, 15 to one, because if he stays healthy, I could see him getting 12 sacks, 10, 12 sacks. I think he's that good of a pass rusher. I think the skills are that, I mean, he's got all the physical tools. Um, he's 6'5", 266 pounds. You're talking about a guy that was going to be or was the number one recruit at UCLA or at least on most of the recruiting sites, a top five recruit. He had all of it, everything. It's just at UCLA, he got hurt with the concussions. And then he had a breakout season at Miami. Um, if he continues that, I could see him, you know, having a monster rookie season. The linebackers are not that good. Bernard K- McKinney, I mean, that, that guy's getting up there. Jerome Baker's pretty good. They got a really good corner in Xavier Howard. He's probably one of the most underrated corners in the league. Byron Jones, they paid a lot of money to. Um, he kind of got roasted last year, but I, I expect him to bounce back. They got that kid from Auburn, Noah. I can't pronounce his last name. Good luck with that. Uh, so they got he was a first-rounder. So they got three... You know corners, and you need three corners nowadays. And Brandon Jones and Eric Rowe are their safeties. They got Javon Hall in in the second round, who's going to be a safety from Oregon. I, I wasn't impressed with him at Oregon. Um, over unders nine. I would lean under here. Uh, I just don't think two is that good. I think uh, I think they fucked up on the two a pick. If they would have picked, you know, something else or picked. Justin Herbert, I think they would be really good and really on the rise and be competing with the Bills for division titles in the next couple of years. I think they do have some first-rounders again, multiple first-rounders, if I'm not mistaken, with the trade with San Francisco to help them out. Let's see if I got anything on the schedule. I don't don't think I do, which is really weird because they're on the East Coast all the way that usually travel – I got nothing on the schedule for them betting against them. so, um, But I would lean under. I would stay away from that one. I mean, to be honest, I'm staying away from all, all of these in the division. I don't see anything strong enough to bet. But if you want to take my leans, I would take Bills over. And I would lean Dolphins under. All right, we move to the New England Patriots. in the NFL media, for some reason, is telling me how good these guys are going to be this year. I just don't get it. Uh, Cam, Cam Newton's the starting quarterback. And it looks like he's throwing a fucking shot put out there. Um, I don't, everyone's like, well, if he gets healthy and he's back to himself. He's not going to be healthy. He's broken down. Okay. I mean, you're talking about a guy who threw for 2,657 yards last year, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like you're throwing more, more interceptions than touchdowns. And it's the year 2020. Like that's a joke. I don't care who your receivers are, especially when you got a running game like Damian Harris averaged five yards a carry last year. You know, Sony Michelle averaged 5.7. Now, they didn't have that many yards. And those guys are just kind of guys, in my opinion. But you got a good offensive line, or at least it should be good. Isaiah, when they drafted from Georgia in the first round a couple of years ago, I believe he's coming up on a contract. Let's see what he does. He's kind of been injury-prone most of his career. David Andrews is a good center. Shane Check Mason, still a pretty good guard. They get Trent Brown back, who was a monster for them. He had one good year in Oakland. He was a monster. Last year he kind of sucked for Raiders. Let's see what he does again. He'll probably have a big year for New England because New England always finds a way to get these guys to play at their best. But the receiving court, I mean, they paid for Kendrick Boren and Nelson Aguilar. I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. Jacoby Myers is okay. Like, they're not paying him, so, like, the value-wise is pretty good there. To kill Harry, he's asking for a trade because he's probably going to get released. He was a first-round bust. You can already tell, he's a bust. Um, they got two good tight ends and Jonas Smith and Hunter Henry, but they, they paid a shitload for both of them. Hunter Henry... Any Charger fan knows that guy always gets hurt. I don't know why they paid so much to get both of those guys. They're going to go to a two tight end set. They're, they're probably going to try to run the ball. Damian Harris and Sony Michelle is a nice duo. Um, neither one of them is a great back. Sony Michel is basically a bust. He was a first rounder. I mean, again, he had a nice, you know, yards per carry last year at 5.7, which is great, but he only had 79 carries because he gets hurt. You got Mac Jones, you know, in the first round. I mean, he'll he'll be solid, but he's going to be one of those quarterbacks. He'll be like a better version of Kirk Cousins. Where yeah, he, he's a good quarterback, but the minute you pay him, then you're fucked, you know. So the only time he'll have a chance to take his team far is prior to getting his contract, and he'll be on a rookie contract. Now defensively, they got a lot of depth on defense, but I, I just don't see enough playmakers on defense to make a difference Lawrence guy I mean he's fine you know on the defensive line Henry Anderson's okay Dedrick Wise is pretty good you know so they got some depth there Matt Judon I've always loved him at Baltimore thought it was one of the best picks in that draft got him in the fifth round that year he got a huge contract but if Baltimore's letting you go and Baltimore's looking for pass rushers and they let him go uh, to me that tells you something They get Dante Hightower back this year, play inside. Kyle Van Noy, he always sucks unless it's in New England. He, he's been great for New England. When he goes to Miami and Detroit, he fucking sucks. He got a lot of depth at the linebacker position. Chase Winnoch I think, is, is going to be pretty good. Efrene Jennings, Raycon McMillan, and Josh Ucheng. I mean, they got four good, pretty good linebackers as far as depth is concerned. Gotta really like their secondary. Probably one of the best secondaries in the NFL. JC Jackson's really good. Stephon Gilmore, still one of the better corners. Devin McCourty Uh, maybe Gilmore and McCourty have lost a step and they're not as good as they used to be. But Kyle Duggar, I loved him coming out of the draft last year. But I just don't see enough playmakers defensively. You know, I don't see enough turnovers being caused, and I definitely don't see enough playmakers on the offense. I don't see enough explosion. Um the over-under on them is nine. I would definitely lean on the under here. I'm not going to bet it, though, because the division's kind of weak. Let's we'll see if there's anything on the schedule we could bet Bet on them. I, I usually circle these things as far as against, and I found it. Same thing. So they play in a four-week span. They play at the Chargers. You've got to travel from the east to the west. Then you play at Carolina. The travel's not that far. Then you play Cleveland at home. And then you play at Atlanta. The, the travel to Atlanta is not far, but you're playing three of four on the road. One of them being a far travel, and then you're on a short week. So, I would definitely lean Atlanta in that game. Let's see if there's anything on the draft that's worth the while. I mean these these guys haven't drafted well in a long ass time. You got Mac Jones. I mean, where they got him is I guess that's fine, but. I mean, again, he was throwing to fucking first-rounders everywhere, too. It was hard to judge that guy as well. Christian Barmer in the second round. I mean, if he plays up to his potential, he's a good pick. But sometimes, like the, like the Ohio State game, he looked like a top-five pick. The rest of the season, he looks like a fucking fourth-rounder. So I don't, I don't know what type of player really he is. Ronnie Perkins, they got him in the third round. I mean, he's got some potential, kind of like him. And then, um, Ramon Stevenson, the running back out of Oklahoma, I think is pretty good. They got him in the fourth round. That, that, that could be a decent pick. Um, but going forward for the Patriots, I just don't see it. I think they're, uh, 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 they need a lot, dude. I mean, they've whiffed on so many picks. The media will never fucking, you know, say a word because they've won so many Super Bowls, but they don't have Brady anymore, and... I used to just think it was Belichick that was winning those Super Bowls, but I think Brady had more and more to do with it than I anticipated, or I, at least I thought. I mean, shit, you, they're just not going to be good. Those receiving corps sucks. I mean, they just they don't have they just don't have playmakers anymore. So, all right, we'll go to the Jets. Jets are at six and a half wins over under. They're coming off a season where they went. I think they only won two fucking games. Yeah, they went two and fourteen last year, and everything about the Jets is like kind of like going for the future. You know, you got a new head coach, Robert Saleh, we'll and see how he does. He's going to bring that four three defense over, and you know, you got a the second they got they finally got rid of that bum Sam Sam Darnold. I, I, you still got people that are like, "Oh, he's gonna be good." Whatever, maybe. I I don't see it with Sam Darnold, so I thought he, I thought it was the right decision to move off of him, and get Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's, I love Zach Wilson coming out, make all the throws. He's mobile. The only thing is, he's a little short. He's a little small, so I I would be a little worried on him getting hurt. But besides that, I think he's got it all going forward. But. I don't think he's going to have a good rookie season, like, at all. I think he'll probably be a disastrous rookie season. People will be like, oh, my God, is he a bust? And and I'll be like, dude, just wait. He's got some pretty good receivers. Got Corey Davis. They paid him like a number one. He's not a number one. Denzel Mims, I thought, was one of the best picks in last year's draft. They got him in the second round. I think that guy could end up being a stud. They got Jamison Crowder. I mean, he's a veteran. He still could get open, but... Come next year, Elijah Moore will be taking his spot, maybe even this year. They got Elijah Moore in the second round this year out of all Miss. He's going to be a really good slot receiver for them. I like that pick. Um, you got Becton as a left tackle. That's going to be one of the best left tackles in football. Got him in the first round last year. You got Vera Tucker as a guard out of USC this year in the first round. So the left side of your offensive line is really good. Um. McGovern, the the center, he's solid. Uh, the right side is just, is, is, uh, that's bad. Van Rotten, I don't even know who that is. Um, Dan Feeney, Feeney is the backup. Dan Feeney's probably gotten hurt as I've done this podcast. Uh, George Fant, he's terrible as a right tackle. So you're, you're going to have trouble there. The running backs are nothing. Te- Tevin Coleman, um, Pierre Ryan, Michael Pirine, uh, I mean, those are just guys. That's that's not going to work. Uh, Chris Hurden from the U. Has, you know, he always gets hurt. He, he's got some talent, but he always gets hurt. Something always, you know, suspension or gets hurt. He, I, you know. So they got good receivers. I think you got potential as years go on with that offense, especially with good young receivers, Davis, Mims, and Elijah Moore. You got Becton and Tucker. You know, I believe they have multiple first round picks coming up in the next year or two. You got on defensive, defensively, they just don't have enough talent defensively. That's going to be their problem. Hopefully, if you're a Jets fan, you think Robert Salai can help you out defensively just on scheme-wise. Now, Carl Lawson, they paid a shitload of money for, but I think he's a stud. Um, I remember him coming out of the draft. I was like, this guy should be a top 15 pick. I was like, why isn't, he, why isn't he, you know, up on these mucks? And then Kyle Posey was like, well, he's got an injury problems. So he had a bunch of injuries, I guess, with his knee. Um. Now, he doesn't get the numbers sacks-wise, but he gets a bunch of pressures. Uh, I can see him having sacks this year. He's a gamble, though. Because if he gets hurt, then he's fucked. Um, and you know, he's injury prone. Quentin Williams, his first year he didn't do much, second year he, he looked a little bit better. He was the third pick, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago. You gotta get more production from him. If he could become a dominant player in um Robert Salai's defense, that would help a lot. They got Sheldon Rankins. I always thought he was pretty good. Says he's a backup in the this book. Uh the linebackers you got Jared Davis and CJ Mosley. Mosley's big time overpaid. You know, again, Baltimore let him go when organizations like that let guys go. I mean, I'd be worried. Um Jared Davis, I thought he was misused in Detroit. So, I think he's got some talent. See what he can do there. I think he's just on a one-year deal, kind of a prove it thing. He might be able to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a pretty good year. Bryce Hall, they got in the draft from Virginia, I believe, last year, late in the draft. I think he's pretty good. Uh, bless Austin. I don't know who that is as their other corner. So, uh, Austin Davis, they got from Cal. And then Marcus May. Marcus May is a really good safety. They're going to have to pay him. I believe he's a free agent, but they just don't have enough on defense. Six-and-a-half wins is a lot, in my opinion, to go from two to six-and-a-half. Now, you got to remember, again, they're playing 17 games, but I don't think they're going to get to seven, so I would definitely lean under there. That's as far as I got for the AFC East. I think the Bills pretty handily win this division by, you know, a game or two. I mean, Winning a division by a game or two, that doesn't seem like that much. But, I mean, if they win 11 games and someone wins nine, I mean, that's two. But, yeah, I mean, I see them winning the division by two games. You know, I see the Bills winning 11 or 12 games this year. I don't see anyone else getting to double digits. The Patriots, look, they could, you know, scheme their way to a few wins. They just don't have enough talent. Dolphins have some talent, but I just – Tua – Two is going to have to prove it to me. I didn't see enough from him. Jets, I think the arrows pointing in the right direction. It's just not this year. Next year, they could they could probably have a huge jump. I believe they got a few more first round picks next year. They had a really good trade with uh, uh, Seattle, getting rid of that weak side linebacker that plays safety uh, from LSU. I'm drawing a blank on him, but. You know, so the Jets are are rebuilding. The Dolphins, if they would have taken Herbert, would be right there. The Dolphins have a few more first-rounders, I believe, you know, from the 49ers trade. But like I said, the Bills should win this division. So that's all I got from now. I don't see anything really worthwhile betting, um, but that's it. All right.